Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie here with another podcast for you, so get yourselves ready. At the very start of this, though, we've got to talk about the little uh, meeting that we had before the show uh, where our boss Paul took Richie and I around the corner for a juice, like a pair of kids <laughs> who behaved themselves <laughs> well during like that, school holidays. It? But it was a healthy juice. One of these kind of places where there's like a blackboard behind and they've got all these uh, trendily named juices and yeah. they like make them in front of you and uh... it's you know what, I've been in we've been in there before for some meetings right I won't name the, the place but I've said the phrase before I can't hear myself think <laughs> you've got such loud music on in there I can't hear myself think um, I went for a juice that consisted of apple uh, mint and ginger Genuinely, I had like a normal milkshakey thing. So did our boss Paul. You know the kind of if you think of uh, juice bar, you think of kind of like uh, kind of milky looking things, healthy That's stuff. That's what I was thinking I was going to get. You look like you were drinking the tail end of a madras. <laughs> I've never seen a worse looking fruit drink. And you were pulling a face every time you were sipping, like an old man drinking scotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because you were either every sip you'd either get up a tiny little bit of apple, yeah, um, or you would get up a little bit of gingery skin, <laughs> gingery skin, or you just get a leaf. Um, it went great. It's you all right if you ever get a takeaway. Indian takeaway and they give you those plastic boxes with the lids on you think ah oh, we'll use them and you tilt them you just see that bit of grease at the bottom the tail end of Madras that's what his drink looked like I think I'd rather have drunk that yeah it would have tasted better here's the show that came off the back of those juice eyes If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. No matter what you think you've achieved so far in the uh, first two days of your week, it will pale into insignificance uh, when you hear of the achievements of 37-year-old Sarah Thomas, who has become the first person to swim across the English Channel four times non-stop. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's an amazing... Amazing thing. Saw it on the telly this morning as she uh, as she finished. I think just before sort of seven o'clock. Fifty four hours this has taken. So in effect, two days. So my other half, Katie, said to me when we were watching this on the news this morning. She was thinking, uh, did she try? Was she trying to beat someone that had done it three times? But you made a very good point. She <laughs> no, just needs to go back. She needs to go back. She obviously parked her car somewhere, <laughs> isn't she? So got to do it the four. You can't end up in another country. It's a simple explanation. I think that's why it? she did it. It's amazing, and it was even longer than she bargained on because it was. Was due to be 80 miles yeah. there and back, there and back, but because of the tides, ended up swimming closer to 130 miles. This is non stop, no sleep. But if you look at the, the little map of tracking her as she's done it, it's like out you go out to the right because you get pushed along by the tides yeah. so much and then back in again. Brings you back. So that that's a hell of an achievement. So that's that's her first two days well of the week. What have I managed? I mowed the lawn yesterday and I got the washing out on the line before 11 o'clock this morning. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought I was winning and then I see that. And it's just like, wow, well done, incredible. Was you, I, yesterday, I managed to, uh, this is quite middle class, but I managed to tether down the cover of our barbecue with not one but two cable ties. Very good. Kept getting blown off in the wind. It's the right time of the year to do it, get it tethered down before it's too unclement. Is it cable ties? Or what, are the, what are the things called that you get from DIY shops where they hook onto each other and they've got elastic? No, that's not a cable tie. What's that? What is that? That is uh, your elasticated hook band. Is that the technical <laughs> term for that? No. No, probably not. But again... 
as far as I'm concerned, it's an all right achievement in two days, given 48 hours. So look, none of us are going to get close to Sarah Thomas, but let's measure the first two days of our weeks. What have you managed to get done? Tell us. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Joe texts to say, I've managed to cut down a blackberry bush, thrown out a load of washing this morning and tidied my daughter's bedroom. Well, do you know that? It's not bad. I remember trying to get rid of a pampas grass um, tree out the front of our house when we lived in Bristol. It just got out of control. It was like a five-day thing. It was like a, a battle between me and the pampas. <laughs> in the end, I ended up having to set fire, dig a hole in the middle of it, yeah. and set fire to it, almost like blow it up. Wow. Because it just wouldn't die. This thing would not die. Wow. So that I, that's up there with four times across the channel. We're, we're in awe of you then, Joe. But, yeah, exactly. Big time. Uh, Stu Jones says he's hung the washing out and emptied the dishwasher. So we've we've only recently got a dishwasher, and now I dislike putting stuff in the dishwasher as much as I dislike having to do the dishes. I still aspire for a dishwasher. You should get yourself involved, mate. Don't have one. Someday, Richie. One you day. on working hard. I know, I know. Once we do seven <laughs> salaries, one show <laughs> next week. We had a meeting about that earlier. It's still not... Um, not quite panned out. seven salaries bit isn't working. Uh, Jackie and Kendall says, guys, I did a 21-hour shift on Monday, managed to walk the dog this morning before I went back to work, and now I'm doing another massive shift. Ah, oh, now, and also, uh, you were talking about uh, tying down your, your barbecue. Yes. Uh, Chris from Chesterfield says, those elasticated hook ropes, they're really called bungee strap shorts, <laughs> but good effort, lads. Do you know what worries me, Richie? I worry for your children in terms of the stuff that you come out with if they're doing their homework. That You clearly didn't know that that was the correct... Well, it wasn't the correct answer, yeah, but you wasn't. say it with such conviction. You've got to speak with conviction and then sometimes people will believe you. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Ian in Barnsley says, I've started and completed my Christmas shopping. Wow, he's either really generous and bought loads of stuff or he's narrowed that one down. <laughs> Big time narrowed it down. Vicky <laughs> says, uh, guys, I've finished two oil paintings today and pruned two trees. And yesterday, and I love this, I made a leather belt for a friend. I think she might live in World of Warcraft. <laughs> that is incredible. She's been crafting. Uh, Steve's hanging on. Steve, what have you done with the first two days of your week then? I came third in the British Mini Golf Open. Oh, wow. Well done. Mini, what is mini golf? Is in like crazy golf? Yeah, that's it. The uh, mini golf is the more uh, accepted world. <laughs> name of it, really. We, we call it we call it mini golf, but the uh, if you're a tourist at the seaside, it's crazy golf. Yeah. So you, so mini golf. All right, we'll go with that. It's still yeah. got like the windmills and the humps and the clowns' faces and all that. Yeah, um, this one didn't have the the, uh, the women on it. It was down at Hastings on the pirate course. So there's a couple of pirate ships in the middle. Uh, we had to putt through a, a skull's face. Um, there's lots of rock formations. You have to putt around, and that's it. Yeah. And so you, and you had a, sorry, you had a, a, a podium finish. Then did you get like a medal or or like a trophy or something? Yeah, I've got I've got the bronze medal and won one hundred and fifty pounds. And uh, I didn't expect I didn't expect to do that well. So. I'm uh, just absolutely delighted. That's amazing. And is there a tour for this? If, if you go in for these competitions for mini golf, do you then move on to the next one that might be in Palm Springs later on in the year? <laughs> How's it work? <laughs> there is um, uh, something called the Major Series of Putting in uh, Las Vegas, which is in October. Oh. 
but there's also there's the British Mini Golf Association tour. We got events all around the country. Wow. So, so Stevie, are you telling Richie and I that uh, if we were to really practice mini golf, crazy golf, whatever, we could get to Vegas and maybe go for the big title? Absolutely. It's, mini golf is something you can learn. It's something for everyone. It's uh, open to anyone. You know what, so as as Richie alluded to a little bit earlier on on the show, our, we had a meeting with our boss before we started the programme talking about what we the big things we could do next year. I mean, hey, look, over the last 12 months, this show is now you know about to go on to every single Absolute Radio station. Yes. In 12 months' time, you and I, Las Vegas, doing the show from the World Mini Golf Championship. It, it's a dream that's going to happen. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, my girlfriend's dad told me something that made me really stop and think on Saturday. Allow me to explain. Uh, her uh, folks were here for the weekend. Uh, they're, uh, they're from like Northumberland Way, and her dad, Pete, is a proper Geordie. Mm-hmm. Proper, proper Geordie. Uh, and he's a painter and decorator, and we're having work done on the house at the moment where there's like stuff everywhere, scaffolding out the front, ladders and stuff left, right, and centre. And we were talking about, uh, you know, the stuff that is left hanging around when you've got painting and decorating going on and he turned to me and said Andy you would not believe how many people still won't walk under a ladder in 2019 and this is coming from an actual painter and decorator and it got me thinking I I didn't realise that not walking under a ladder is still in 2019 such a big thing for example I won't walk under a ladder. And we had a ladder over the front of our front door, so I had to get the painter and decorator who was working at the house to move it every time I wanted to leave because I didn't want to incur <laughs> some kind of bad luck. Do you know what? I, walking under a ladder, I think, is the only one of these superstitions, as you would classify it, uh-huh. that has any logic to it whatsoever. So that's why I am happy to not walk under a ladder because, of course, someone could be at the top of it, something could fall. But even when they weren't working up at the top on the scaffolding, I still got them to move the ladder because I thought it'd be bad luck. And the worst thing is, pushing our one-year-old around, I don't want to give her bad luck as well because <laughs> she doesn't have any choice because she's in the buggy. Rest of them, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd put shoes on the table. That's I'd, terrible. I'd cross you on the stairs. Terrible. I'd actually aggressively break a mirror if need be. We'd just smash one up just yeah, for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah, as long See, as it for me, needed. Yeah. For me, I tell Katie off all the time about putting new shoes on the table. That's really bad. It's got something to do with funerals. Isn't I it believe... getting new, new footwear for a funeral? That's what people tell themselves. It's rubbish. Uh, even the one, the old one, I mean, I don't smoke anymore, but you never take the third light off a match. Because <laughs> it's something to do with being in the trenches. Really? Yeah, if back in World War One, they see it light up, they get a, a kind of aim on you. Second one, they'd focus in the third one they take the shot well once again logic behind it but I don't, I'm sorry well I'm this, not buying it it's an interesting point have you ever heard of anyone have anything bad happen to them when they did walk under a ladder Where, where's the evidence I know people will say oh pff, I don't want to walk under a ladder but where's the evidence for it that's the question these people that are going to say no 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 Rich you're wrong these are you know, proper superstitions you should adhere to. Let's hear their evidence right now. Yeah, so look, I mean, I, I don't walk under ladders just because it's one of those superstitions. a little bit like saying uh, good afternoon, Captain, to a magpie. Completely normal. <laughs> Completely normal behaviour, which I do on a daily basis. But I think we need some evidence on this. Bearing in mind, like, my, like I said, my uh, girlfriend's dad says you wouldn't believe only people still don't walk under ladders in 2019. Have you got any hard evidence of it leading to bad things? Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. 
Stephen Lincoln says, I didn't salute a magpie once when walking the dogs. By the time I came home, my wife's jewellery had been stolen. <gasps> this is it, cause and effect. Maybe it is true after all. Guys, I'm just coming out of a seven-year bad luck period due to the end in November after smashing a mirror, says this person, with no further information. The team at the Leeds Steampunk Market have been on. They say the ladder thing started in ancient Egypt. A ladder resting against a wall formed a triangle and Egyptians regarded triangles as sacred. Now that... What about that? Now that is interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? They should get themselves on QI. Get your, <laughs> lead steampunk market, get yourselves on QI. Get an invite from Sandy. Uh, right, Neil's hanging on. He's going to back up a superstition for us. What happened, Neil? After I had my third child, my daughter, um, the wife said, right, that's it, that's enough. No more, you can have another sex to me. OK. So, anyway, I arranged it all. I got a phone call from the clinic and they said, oh, we've got an opening has come up. And I went, all right, when is it? And they went, Friday the 13th. <laughs> and I went, oh, well... I actually said at the time, I'm not superstitious in the slightest. So I um, went and had the operation. Anyway, things deteriorated and I ended up having to go to hospital. Um, I developed a very rare condition called Fernia's gangrene. I lost a third of the area. Wow, wow. Neil. I spent six weeks in hospital. Um, I watched the entire London Olympics from my hospital bed. Neil! <laughs> what? You all right now, though, Neil? You're OK oh. now? Yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, thanks to the guys at the uh, hospital, I had um, a special machine fitted and um, it helped rebuild the area without going into too much detail. Loving, your use, loving your use of the area. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually ended up giving me my nickname at my rugby club. <laughs> oh, God, oh, no. here we go. Everyone, <laughs> let's hold hands. <laughs> hold hands. What's your nickname, Neil? Uh, my nickname at my rugby club is Poobag. OK, <laughs> thanks, Neil. <laughs> uh, great to hear that you're better again and lovely to speak oh, to you. Yeah. It, it's all in perfect working order, I can assure all you. All right, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Andrew in Lincolnshire says, All right, fellas, I have a mate who books every single Friday 13th off work, will not leave the house. That's crazy. I know. That is kind of crazy, but we're after half hard evidence of it happening. Beck says on Twitter, Walking the dog, saw a magpie, didn't salute. On my way home, I saw that the magpie itself was dead on the road. That's so grim. Uh, That's the most bleak thing I've ever heard. Even more bleak than Neil earlier on. <laughs> and this. No, Neil was a story of triumph. It is a story of triumph, actually. He's got a little machine and everything. Um, this text says, would never walk on three drains, but when I decided it was indeed a stupid superstition, I started doing it. Then found out my husband was cheating, I got burgled, and my granddad died, and I got shingles. Do sleep well, don't have nightmares. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Chris Roberts says on Twitter, Guys, I'm not superstitious in the slightest, but last season I only wore my Leeds United away shirt five times. They lost all five games. I even took it off at half-time when we were losing 3-1, a 3-0, and it finished 3-1. Conclusive proof, it's no longer worn on match days. <laughs> there you go. Science. It's for real. I love football fans. He'd actually even go topless in a football stadium just to try 
and bring better luck to his he's team. He's one of those guys you see on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you see him now and they're topless, they've obviously got lucky shirts that aren't working. <laughs> uh, right, look, we've got the new song from Green Day next. Then, on the way, you may remember from yesterday's show an incredible story about Russell Crowe and breaded ham. <laughs> <laughs> An update on the way. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. On yesterday's show, or you may have indeed heard it on the podcast, uh, we had a different listener, not near with his area, but uh, Tom uh, was on. He'd called us when we were after your stories about fast food celebs after Bush had seen Olympic swimmer Mark Foster queuing up for fish and chips. Fish and chippy, Mark Foster. Tom got in touch and told us this. So I saw Russell Crowe and Waitrose. I was working behind the delicatessen. And I served him four slices of crumbed ham and he was quickly on his way. Can I just say that if by this point tomorrow, 24 hours on, if Russell Crowe's Wikipedia page has not been updated to say he likes crumbed ham, then the internet has failed itself. Well, Amazing. here we are 24 hours on and a round of applause, please, uh, for listener Nick who is responsible for Russell Crowe's Wikipedia. Well, he's not solely responsible for Russell Crowe being on Wikipedia. I think Russell's achievements have got something to do with that. Nick's been involved (laughs) along the way, though. He's been there right since the start. Very much so in the last 24 hours. If you look at the contents of Russell Crowe's page, you've got categories early life, career, music, philanthropy, personal life, sport, filmography and awards. And then <laughs> number eight says crumb down. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> uh, people who are looking at Russell Crowe's uh, Wikipedia page now will, know, will be wanting to know what the whole crumbed ham thing is. Let me read the sentence before and then... It comes into crumbed ham. So the sentence before says, he has received five Golden Globe Award nominations, winning one, three BAFTA Award nominations, winning one, and three Screen Actors Guild Award nominations, winning one. It was reported on the Absolute Radio Hometime Show with Bush and Ritchie in September 2019 during a feature on celebrities and fast food joints that Crow had once purchased four slices of crumbed ham from a Waitrose <laughs> deli counter. These were subsequently placed in a shopping basket that also contained a bread roll. Do you know what, that is the finest thing. We, 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 on Monday we celebrate a year of this show. That might be up there, you know. Fantastic work, listener Nick. Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. It's not just any old Tuesday, it's Tombola Tuesday. That's right, it's back after the success of last week and getting you to tell us your stories about lighthouses. What a night that was. <laughs> what a night. All these different decade stations that have got this show coming to them, that's just a little taster of some of the goodness you're going to get each night. I'm imagining the, the news has broken to some of those decade stations, obviously, already. It's after spreading like wildfire in the 60s. The big news yesterday. Some of them may be even uh, just dipping in today to see what they might get next Monday. And Very few radio shows at, at this given point in 2019 are doing breaded ham with Russell Crowe <laughs> and lighthouse stories. We're breaking new ground in. It's very golden, isn't it, the tombola? It's beautifully gold. Maybe the lights are a bit brighter today and it's shimmering even more. 100 different random phone-in topics on 100 different table tennis balls. Which one's Richie going to pick? Say stop. Stop. Okay. The hatch is open. Luck be a lady tonight. Indeed. 
Top of the shop. 100. Number 100. Isn't that amazing? Wowee. Is that the official uh, bingo calling for 100? Top of the shop, yes. Top of the shop. Top of the shop. Now you know. Coach trips. <laughs> Coach trip stories. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. If you have a story that's got anything to do with coach trips, school trips, anything goes, uh, we want to hear about it tonight on Tombola Tuesday. Do absolute radio listeners go on coach trips? Oh, yes, they do. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. We're after your coach trip stories, and already they're coming in thick and fast. Andrew Morris says, I once went on a coach trip to Swanage. I bumped into a woman who asked for a lick of my Cornetto. Thank you for that. Also would work if the ball had come out saying Cornetto stories. Exactly. Uh, Catherine says, was on a band camp with two coaches worth of students. A saxophone fell out of the trailer on the back of the first coach, got run over by the second coach, ended up about an inch thick. That is my favourite wood... (laughs) Is it a woodwind saxophone? (laughs) No, it's your brass, isn't it? I think it's woodwind. I don't think so. Even though it's made of metal. Can, no. I, can I Google this now? This is this is hugely unprofessional. But you I get to... this out of the way before all the other, other stations join us next week. I think you'll find saxophone is a brass instrument. It's made out of brass. Uh, ah, yes, most saxophones are made out of brass, but they aren't brass instruments. The saxophone belongs to the instrument group called the woodwinds. Wonderful. That's my favourite woodwind story. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's coach trips. We want coach trip stories. Lift this show, please. It really needs it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Tuesday Tombola on Tombola Tuesdays. It works both ways. That's the full name for it. (laughs) That's the full name for it. It's a golden Tombola filled with a hundred different balls. Each ball relates to a different random phone-in that we wrote in the early hours of a morning a couple of weeks ago. And ball number 100 has been spat out by the Tombola today. It means we're after your stories about coach trips. Coach trip stories. Mark England says, the coach firm I used to work for took a secondary school to Colchester Zoo. We had a call from a zookeeper afterwards to say that one of the kids had stolen a penguin she had it in her bag the driver had to turn around and the kid took it back that's got a, it's got a whiff of urban legend about it that. it's got a big whiff I'm not I don't know if we're having that one uh, but Chris is hanging on which is a little bit more kosher shall we say Chris what's your story so I was I live on the Isle of Wight and I was on the uh, ferry back to the island it was a busy um, summer day mm-hmm. and there was, I was sat with two coach drivers and we sort of got chatting and towards the end of the ferry journey we were told we had to go back to the uh, car deck and they said, oh, no, I wanted to have a cigarette, I wanted to have a smoke. And I said, oh, don't worry, you've got ages until the ferry actually docks, you've got plenty of time to go and have a cigarette. So off they went. I went down onto the car deck where I was confronted by two coach loads of OATs who were all uh, waiting to get onto their ferry and very angry that their prizes were going to be So you caused a geriatric riot on the White Link ferry? <laughs> yes, I quietly sidled back to my car and uh, out their way. Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. 
the official soundtrack to having a glass of wine in the kitchen still having your work uniform on 17 minutes past six on a Tuesday night and we are well into the Tuesday tombola Spat out ball 100 means we're after your stories about coach trips today this has just come in no name attached but it's a great story as medical support staff for a local rugby team I avoided the first coach trip of the season this would involve the whole team wearing very little on the return journey right everyone's clothes would be in a black bag at the front of the coach a nominated person would then pick a random item of clothing from the bag and release it through the front roof vent of the coach with the aim of someone catching it whilst reaching through the rear roof vent (laughs) needless to say the whole team could arrive back with little or nothing to wear I avoided those trips that's amazing proper rugby game that isn't it it is weirdly we've not had very many uh, skylight roof vent stories in no although my school bus back in the day uh, in Devon was the Brixham bus notorious bus full of fishermen's kids that kind of thing and we had a lad in my year have his lasagna pushed out of the skylight of the school bus (laughs) in the Kingsweir area in the early 90s entire lasagna we'd made at home economics the whole tray the whole pyrex dish out the skylight it's one of my favorite dishes isn't it i'm laughing but i'm also just there's a part of me that's died inside knowing that there's a lasagna that's gone to waste a perfectly good lasagna somewhere (laughs) in the thickets of kingsweir If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Mark, today's show out, Tim. What do you reckon they just heard? I reckon they've heard a strong eight. I think, do you know what? A really strong eight. That is why we're here, because I agree that was a strong eight. I reckon we were 6.5 until we had that comeback on Russell Crowe's crumbled ham. (laughs) (laughs) It bumped us up. It was a little bit deceptive, if anything. Oh, dear. That's what you live for in this game. Strong eight. We're going to aim for a nine tomorrow. Thank you for listening. The podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course it won't be for everyone So they can stick it up their bum Thank you for listening, the podcast is done We hope you found it a lot of fun Of course it won't be for everyone So stick it up your bum